0: Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers, and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths.
1: That being said, let's get into today's topic.
0: I don't know, or the fear of missing out, or just constant documenting of your life. So we've talked about this on the show before in the sense of where you would take a dance, where we were taking a dance class, and several uh, of the dancers immediately started recording when it came time to do the combination, without asking for permission, without any kind of guys, they're just like, I I look good doing this, I need to record this. Mm Mm-hmm. And as we've gone into this time of COVID and, you know, social distancing, people have gone into, you know, a lot of recording their dance and posting online. Now, that, so that's where this kind of trend kind of came from. And we even talked about some of the benefits of this in a previous episode being, you know, like it's kind of turned a lot of social media, in particular Instagram, back into what it was always meant to be, you know, back into... Mm-hmm. The- positive place of influence but we got to talk about when it goes a step too far and
1: I also want to talk about because during this this time of of COVID and quarantine and social distancing I have to say and I mentioned this on like our our first uh our first quarantine episodes a couple episode a couple of weeks ago about how, like, I'm so impressed with, like, Broadway Dance Center and Steps and even, like, more local dance studios who are doing online dance classes. You know, I'm still teaching for my school, recording videos and uploading. I'm super impressed with the kids. And I think, um, you know, and then I've seen other companies, like, production companies and theater companies think of, like, ways that they can still have people working or, auditioning or creating from their safe spaces of home, right? I've seen Mm -hmm. lots of different projects and, you know, voiceover work and all this different stuff. And I I think that that's like so commendable because you're trying to create a space in which people can still be creative and explore and, and make money and work during all of this, right. For those professionals. and, And I'm super impressed with that. And I'm super impressed. I know that a lot of like casting agencies are doing more, um, more open calls they're a lot more open to like hey like nobody's coming in for audition so like you don't have to have an agent like here's the information here are the materials here's the deadline like record put yourself on tape submit it to us and like we'll look through as many tapes as we can and also like good for you casting agencies who like absolutely have the ability to find talent that hasn't been quote-unquote discovered yet but I think there are some great benefits, which we'll continue to talk about in this episode, but I also think that we, a lot of us, especially in the bigger cities where the entertainment industry is bigger, are still in quarantine. We're only now on, you know, at the end of May, only now starting to very slowly phase into a reopening, and it's going to be a while still to it's back to normal, quote unquote, mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing more and more people with this type of FOMO, this like need to post every single day, everything they're doing, and kind of let's dive into what, you know, what's going on with all of this now. And
0: so across the board, and I think this comes from, this is going to be very ageist, sorry about it, but it is what it is. Across the board, I'm seeing this collective trend of just like posting everything, even like even like the bloopers to their, you know, audition posts and things mm-hmm. like that or submissions. I'm seeing it from the 20-somethings. Yeah. The 20-somethings and younger. And the, I, when me and Dana were kind of just uh, brought up this topic for this week, the thought that really kind of hit me is that when you're in your 20s, odds are, You've not been in this industry that long, you know. Like, you know, maybe there are a handful of twenty somethings that you know were child actors, child dancers, on the professional level is what I'm referring to. You know, so when you have a lot of the industry sitting in their twenties that you know are fresh out of college, you know, or just are just now getting to that kind of sweet spot, I think it's it's a very different. Like, you're not used to the industry changing. So you're not sure what to do, so you're kind of scrambling. And right. That well, is-
1: and I, I also think that a lot of, a lot of younger actors, you know, people who just graduated college, maybe you're a year or two out maximum. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like those that are like twenty five or like really probably like twenty four and under. You know, they're a a big part of them growing up is social media, right? Is like Absolutely. they had Instagram and they, they've had Snapchat and, and Facebook, right? But they've had like more of the big things. And I think that there's been a bigger push in the past couple of years to involve social media in the entertainment industry, in acting and dancing uh, specifically and professionally. And so I think like that's been a big thing. And um yeah, like those who didn't grow up with that, with that technology, because I was saying the same thing, like I, you know, I have plenty of people on my social media accounts that are in their, I would say, and, you know, late 20s, like 29, Mm -hmm. maybe 28, but more so like that 29 to 35 or up range, who once in a while will post stuff, absolutely, but it's just maybe once a month, you know, Mm -hmm. it's nothing, it's nothing big, and then there are people that, you know, I used to teach or choreograph for, or I've worked with here or there who are a lot younger, where it's every single day showing me that you are still doing stuff.
0: And the harsh reality of it is that, like, being, again, just a few years older than them, we are well aware that the industry changes constantly, COVID will have an impact on the industry, but, like, I don't, I don't need to see you doing your daily bar routine because when it's time to get back to it we're gonna know <laughs> you know
1: and right. it's one and of those I things don't... of
0: like we i think we're in an industry where like i think you know to keep our our spirits up and to keep our energy up you know like reach out use social media as it as is necessary but i'm just starting to see that clear line where it's like it's becoming almost like masturbatory or self-serving to post these videos like yeah you're not posting that's, that's them for creative outlet is. you're not posting them for you know spiritual uplifting because the quality of the videos are are downgrading like that's what i'm starting to see you know it's like it's it's like i'm feel i feel like people are posting because like i have to post because if i don't post i'll be doing nothing else but it's like but you're not posting quality content like you were at the beginning of quarantine and i also because you're still going through a traumatic experience you know right and
1: i think I think that that's the thing. Like, I that's what it is, right? Like, I think that there can be a level of I want to hold myself accountable. So once a week, I'm going to post a dance routine I did to make sure I'm taking class or creating once a week. Like, that's fine, right? And it doesn't have to be the best quality video either, like, that time. But I agree that I'm seeing a lot of every single day making sure to tell social media, I'm submitting for auditions, I'm taking class, like, look at me doing all the all of these things. And it is very very masturbatory and self serving. And I think that a lot of it can also be people dealing with trauma in different ways and not really sure, like, especially if you're younger, and you were to the industry, um, and you just had, you know, your audition season stolen out from underneath you. And, you know, even if things start to go back in New York and in California, even if things slowly start to come back in the fall, we're not going to have these huge, massive projects until, you know, January 2021, probably. So I I understand that, but I want people to, I guess, look at what you're doing, why you're doing it. Is it serving a purpose? Is it truly? And because you also don't want material just floating out there on the internet, that's not the best just because you want to say, well, when I was in quarantine, you could tell on social media that I took dance class every single day. Like, okay. But it doesn't make, and that's the other thing is like, I feel bad because I also know people who've been like, Danielle, I just don't want to do anything right now. Like, I just, you know what, like some weeks, some weeks I'm into it. Some weeks I'm like, right now, I'm just, right. Like, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to be like today, there's really nice weather. I'm going to take a walk outside and like, we're going to get through it. Right. Because it's not, it shouldn't be a competition for, also, it shouldn't be a competition of who is more privileged during this quarantine, which yes. I think has been a huge part of this traumatic pandemic for everyone is looking at people's privileges, right? Like and this I'm is aware where- I'm super privileged during this quarantine, right? Like I'm aware, like I still have a job. I have a really nice apartment. God forbid anything were to happen, like I could at least fly to home to my parents at the end of the day, right? Like, right. but I think when I'm on social media and I'm seeing people, oh, well, I bought a tap floor and I bought a ring light and I bought new recording equipment and look at me, I yeah. was able to put up curtains and turn my whole turn my whole extra room into a dance studio. It's a very privileged thing to be able to have the space and the time and the finances
0: to do that. And it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm seeing more people and this is where I think it's that fear of missing out. I'm seeing more people like pushing themselves to try to create that like uh, professional presentational setup in their homes that are just not capable for that or just like why? Like I feel like a lot of people are jumping through unnecessary hoops for an industry that at the end of the day, dance is always gonna be in a a, in-person, Art form, you know, so like I I feel like a lot of
1: call out. Mm -hmm.
0: I just think a lot of like time and energy is being poured into again, great tap floors, curtains, bars, and things like that, where it's literally just like that. If you want to do that and you have the means to do that, absolutely great. I don't want to take that away from those that are making it. Oh, no,
1: absolutely not. I want to question
0: is why you feel the need to share it with the entire world every yes. five seconds. And I think we have to go back to the trauma because we we on Point Your Toes have always been about healthy performers across the board. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of artists, our art is how we process the things in our lives that you you know if you don't necessarily want to say trauma but the things that we go through in our life a lot of dancers like we dance it out you know like we sing it out we act it out like those are the ways we process things but I want to caution people and again I have no mental health training whatsoever beyond what has made it for my uh, jobs but like I would caution people with putting such unprocessed things out on the internet for the world to see and for the world to understand and feel when you yourself have not worked through those things and that's kind of what i'm worried about you know like we're, we're seeing some god awful material come out of some of you girls guys and girls you know and it's just like it's you may absolutely have needed that but we the internet didn't need to see you Trying to do the, you know, this, create this piece and do these turns where you're falling out of it, you're sickling. Like, people are going to start judging you when on an on unfinished product when all you really needed was just to dance. But because you decided to yeah. post it, now you're setting critique up when it was just something that was supposed to serve your spirit, you know, or your mental health. So I think that's where that line kind of gets crossed, where I think people have to be really careful because the internet is forever and the internet is cruel. And I think a lot of those young dancers are forgetting that just because they are kind of trapped in that, in the same space we all are, where it's like, how much longer is this going to go on? Are things going to change? I mean, ER, even with us at Point Your Toes, we didn't do a graduation episode this year because like, one, we're still in school technically, but two, mm-hmm. like, graduation is very different. Trust me, as I talk with seniors every single day, graduation is very different this year. Um mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things of, like, I you have just, the internet is forever. Please be mindful of that. There are different ways to go about sharing and posting. But I think there are some true, some absolute true drawbacks to, like, constantly oversaturation. Oversaturation is a marketing tool, and I absolutely understand it to a degree. But quality over quantity is what's going to matter when you're trying, if you are truly trying to get booked or cast, you know, I, I'm a choreographer that's working on a project for 2021 right now, and I know I'm probably going to have to do video submissions for some of these projects, well, especially this big one, because it's another state, and, like, I don't, I. you can ask Danielle, we've had a conversation about this before, I was casting another gig, and all I got was video submissions from people, and I was like, this is really bad, like, mm-hmm. this hasn't gone through the I, and then I ended up, one of the dancers I didn't have a choice I had to hire, I ended up meeting this dancer and I was like, oh, you're a better dancer than the video showed. You didn't vet this hard enough. Mm -hmm. And she herself was like, she's like, I did. And it was so spur of the moment. And it's like, that can't be what you show. Or you should be more cautious about showing these things.
1: I think a benefit from all of this, right, is if you have the time and availability, and again, like Tony said, like, if you have the means and the resources to, like, buy the ring light and buy the tap floor and convert convert an empty space or a garage, like, by all means, do it. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is you don't need to blast it out to the entire world. You can just do it for yourself. Yes. Because I think that, I think that's something that that's really amazing that could come out of this is like the time and the ability to work on those videos, to think about yes. what is it I want to show? What is it I want to be working on so then I can record? Or even if you don't have space to record right now, like what can I be doing with the time and the space that I have so then when studios open up i can go rent a studio space and record and i'll have it all mapped out already right i think that i think that in this time there's a lot of space to really hone your craft and work on it in ways that you might not have been able to before again taking the dance classes Amazing! Learning how to dance in a small space also super great when you go back to big cattle calls and there's a million people in the room, or college auditions, or summer program auditions. Right? Amazing skill. You know, how to dance in your own space. Right? I think like um, playing to the camera, like like you know, fucking yeah, like submitting for those big TV shows and movies or those big casting directors that Mm. are taking submissions. Like, I think there's a lot of benefits to this. I think. A, you don't need the ring light to do it. Of course, it's helpful, but if you can't afford it, I don't want to hear like, listen. If you can't afford it and you want to still audition and record, audition and record. Because at the end exactly. of the day, if your ta- your talent is going to be a hit or miss, and if a casting director says, "Well, I don't think they used your ring light, so I can't, I can't cast them," not meant to be, right? Like that's a but whole also, that's a whole privilege thing. Like working not
0: off having started to work in film and television a little bit more, like you can submit me all the videos you want until I have seen your body of work, like a piece, something you've been paid for, uh, the light, either something you've been paid for, or if you're young enough, like I want to see you in person before I'm cutting you a check. So I think there are just very, like, I think we're just reaching a new age of like loophole, loopholes, and pits to fall into. We are entering this industry in such a social media type of world. You know, the companies that have existed for as long as they have have not existed this long because they were naive with their hiring, you know, or the naive with the spending of their money. And so, and now, mm -mm.
1: during due to all of this, do I think that that means that for a while? We're going to continue with self-tapes, right? Do I think that Absolutely. open calls are going to turn into, uh, like, audition appointments? And, like, if you mm-hmm. don't, if there's no slot, you know, you sign up for a slot, and if there's not a slot available, you don't get seen? Like, yeah, I do. You know, honestly, Absolutely. like, every other state does that. Every other state, if you audition for professional theater, um, theater, pro, the point, like, theater, excuse me professional theater productions in that state it's by appointment and yeah. they'll have time slots up on their website or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever thing they're using. And you need to, you need to sign up for an open slot. And if there's not an open slot, that's on you. You didn't sign up fast enough. Right. So like, do I think we're going to in at least in New York, move more towards that at least for a Absolutely. while?
0: Absolutely, Yes.
1: And so yeah, practicing how to do an audition at home is great. My thing is, you don't need to prove to Instagram that you're doing it. Whether you're doing it or not, that's all, that's up to you. I don't I'm afraid that there's there's gonna become this stigma of well, I, like this I'm I'm afraid of the nastiness that's gonna come out of this in terms of
0: well, you're I didn't see forever, practicing. I mean, saying, that's right.
1: like always I it. didn't see you practicing, you didn't take this class, like I'm better than you because I did like I don't there's already enough competition in this industry there's already enough nastiness like let's build a community that's loving and like I know sometimes you want to share videos to create that community but there's there's that fine line of what what is to be shared to create community and what is being shared to to prove that you're better than someone else
0: and I, that is where I like so I, I, I caution again because I feel like we're starting to reach that tipping point just because social distancing and quarantining has gone on longer than a lot of us have planned. I think a lot of people are mentally reaching that tipping point of like, I have to post, I have to show that I'm still working, you know, that I'm still in the game. But it's like, it's, it's FOMO. There is no game right now. No one is right. in production. <laughs> no one is in production right now. That's no one is in other, rehearsal. So like... Right,
1: like that's the other thing, like, if you are deciding that right now is not the right time, but you know what? In a month from now, you're about to go out on that first audition that's in person, then like, okay. And how dare anyone try to tell you, oh my God, you shouldn't be auditioning. You did nothing over quarantine. No. So that's also not- you don't know what I did. Just because no. I didn't post it on social media doesn't mean I didn't do anything.
0: And I just I again, it's it's one of those things of like. I think I think why th- this generation in particular is struggling, and I, I say again, I'm with Danielle like that 24 to 25 and under. For a lot of them, this is their first big, major world catastrophe um, that has happened. You know, people that are around my my Danielle's age and older. And I even say like late 20s, it may not be as memorable because we were relatively young. like here in America, we had 9-11 going on, you know, when we were in middle school, and the world changed around that. You know, the broad the New York Broadway industry changed around that. You know, and so I guess I we, guess
1: that's the thing is like this is a pandemic that the majority of the world, specifically first world countries,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because a lot of second and third world or second world emerging because apparently we don't have third world countries anymore. not to, um, um, no. Have literally go through pandemics every single day. Yep. But this is the first like globally attacking those first world countries pandemics since, you know, they're saying since like the flu. So yes, this is nothing like we've experienced. Yes, it's going to change the way that we look at how to audition people. It's going to change the way that we look at how to move forward, but I would like the industry people are saying like people are saying like don't compare it to 911 like yes and no like as someone who was in New York during 9/11 as someone who was part of the Broadway industry during 9/11 like a lot of shit changed because of 911
0: or and I will I will even give you another one even if you don't want to go to you know something as hurtful as 911, uh, which was uh, 2001. Uh, we can go to 2000, and the um, financial burst, financial bubble bursting in 2008. The industry changed drastically during that time because if you look at musicals and dance companies prior to 2008, look how large those choruses were. And then yeah. musicals and companies after 2008. And we went, we got this, the pendulum swung the other way and musicals became small again. You know, I, I bring you to next to normal. Fun Home, uh, million, do- million Dollar Quartet, like the numerous musicals that were doing really, really great. Like, And again, currently, well, pre-COVID, the musical musicals have started to swing the other way. We start to see large companies of musicals again on Broadway. You know, Beetlejuice had a relatively large cast. Uh, think of all the years that Mamma Mia ran, and then it was like, nope, no more Mamma Mia type cast, you know, because mm. we can't handle... Financially, it was too expensive to have such a large cast after the bubble burst. So, like, this industry constantly changes nonstop with how the world is affected, you know, or the country, how countries are affected. You know, so when that is the case, like, rushing or diving in headfirst before you know what's going to happen is not smart. And I think that's why you're not seeing that reaction from artists that are older, because we, we know, again, you know, again, the nature of shows are going to change and your response to the nature of shows are going to change because I'm that person. I love a big old musical. Yeah. 30 people on stage with an ensemble of 15 to 20 people dancing in sync and I'm happy, you know, music man all day, big huge groups. So yeah. I know a lot of my favorite, you know, my favorite style of musicals aren't gonna be casting right now, you know? It's gonna be much smaller musicals and much smaller dance concerts and things like that. So like, I have to think, huh, how am I gonna respond to that in the industry? But I need to stay back, I need to watch and see. And so me diving in head first, like I could be diving in head first for the thing that it's not even there for me anymore. Or for a lot of you know, young our young dancers that are just graduated, are 21, 22, 23, that just lost their audition seasons, you may not want to rush to the, move to the city the minute it's safe again. You yes. might want to stay back until you know and look at your options.
1: And I think like that's going to be the thing, right? Is like the industry is going to shift again as it has mm-hmm. in the past, and not just Broadway, but regional professional theater tours, the, the, board. Film, the film industry. I mean, think about the, um, the amount of people that work on a films on a film set. I mean. Yes. Things are going to change. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out, right? The industry is not going to disappear, which I also feel like some people are worried about. Like, oh, Broadway's never going to reopen. But I'm like, also pause. Disney today said that they're reopening July 11th. Yes, with precautions. Yes, with things put in place. But that's what I mean is like, it's gonna come back. There's just gonna Patience. be There's just gonna be some different stuff now, right? And we're gonna have to get used to it. And I think like. That is the thing is like, it's just going to change and we have to wait and see. I absolutely think you should still be taking dance class if you want to. Absolutely Mm -hmm. do all the auditions you want to. Absolutely learn how to play a new instrument. Do all of the amazing things that maybe you have the time and ability to do now that you weren't able to before. Or don't. You're tired. You're anxious. You're stressed. You just need a minute. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I just think that, like, everyone's coming from a different place. And I just hope that this social media need to show that I'm working, that we just are gentle with each other and ourselves and remind ourselves, like, it's it's okay if you didn't do anything. It's okay if you did. It's okay if, if your dance classes weren't great. Like, when auditions come back, you're allowed to audition no matter what happened during quarantine.
0: I would even I would encourage you for if you you feel like if you feel like we are the person you are the person we've been talking about this whole time, and you're kind of caught and torn because you know that it's not healthy but you don't really know how to fix it, I would encourage you to watch interviews or Instagram lives Q and A's with a, with professionals that you respect because across the board, which I am loving, and I think it's just because we're all in the industry and we understand how rare downtime is. um, A lot of them are just being like, like there's a couple of people that I'm watching out of city ballet that are literally like, I take bar class in the morning and then I sit by the pool. I don't like, You know, there's one girl that I'm watching, she was like, I give dance one hour out of my day, and then the rest is mine. Yeah. You know, and she was like, and I have not felt the need to give it more than an hour. And she was like, but that, I, she's like, it's been so good for me to, like, clean my house, do projects around the house that I've never been able to do, because I'm always in rehearsal, you know? And so, little stuff like that, I'm like, good. She's not clacking on But also, you've not, you're not gonna see, I don't want to disclose her name, because of other stuff, but like she's not posting anything online about classes she's posting mm-hmm. interviews and stuff here and there or like she's doing like A Q&A thing every so often but like it's not she does not feel the need to constantly post left or mm-hmm. right and i'm just like that's so much better for her
1: and you also never know like where creativity is going to strike you you know like maybe taking mm-hmm. a walk cleaning your house reading a book taking a nap like these might also be things that your body and your soul just, like, needs right now. And the creativity is going to come out of that. You don't need to be pushing yourself to take class. Like, I have seen recently on some people's social medias that they're like, yeah, I taught ballet. And then I took a lyrical class. And then I worked out like p 90X. And then I took a ballet class. Like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. Like, listen, if you want to do that, like, great. I'm not saying you don't, you shouldn't be doing that because some people, like, they need that, right, for, like, sure. their body, whatever they're going through, how they function as human beings. They need to be doing five different exercises a day. Like, that's great. Good for you, but um,
0: I'm not... I still sh- challenge that. I'm sure there are well, I'm just, I guess my thing I is, like, I'm just that. not sure,
1: um, I'm just not sure what Like, why you need to tell everyone every single day.
0: Definitely that.
1: What classes you're taking and how many you took and how you're so amazing. And, like, I'm not sure why you feel the need to put that on your Instagram story every day.
0: Yeah, definitely don't see the, I don't see it. (laughs) It's the best thing, but I just don't see it. Um, Because
1: it's not... At the end of the day, it's not helpful for you, right? Like, as as someone, like, again, I don't have any degrees in, like, mental health or psychology or therapy, but, like, as someone who's, like, gone through that, has had trauma-informed, like, movement training, has done a lot of reading about it, the need, that, that need to tell people every single day, well, I took ballet, and I took lyrical, and I did P9DX, and then I went for a run, like, that's a... That's a thing that's happening with you. Um, so it's not good for you. And then it's also not good for other people who are seeing that, who then feel some type of FOMO, like, shit, should I be doing that?
0: And also, it's just, honestly, it's a mental red flag for me. Yeah. Like, it's a mental, it's one of those red flags where it's like, I would be cautious before I hire you. If you are, if you are one of those people that, like, cannot slow down, to adjust your body to what's going on, and again, granted that needs different for everyone, but it's one of those things of like I, I would seriously be concerned about anyone that's going so hard during this current quarantine time when they don't know what the industry is going to look like when this is all done. Mm-hmm. They may be gearing themselves up for a very big fall, um, and which happens in pre-quarantine happens all the time. You get people that you know gear themselves up for audition season here in New York, and then no auditions happen. (laughs) Or I should say no auditions, but, like, auditions that they're right for don't really happen that season, you know, or the shows that are all auditioning don't, are, like, not looking for your type at all, you know? So, like, and I've seen people set themselves up for horrible audition seasons because, like, they were, like, hyping up themselves, building themselves up to something and then, like, it literally, I think it was the year that it was, like, all music stuff. It was, like, all instrumental stuff. I know so many dancers that just, like, set themselves up for failure by gearing, hyping themselves up to something that never came. You know, it was a season, literally, it was, like, I don't know what, it was, like, it was a, I want to say it was a million-dollar quartet season, and once, like, it was just everybody was playing guitar, and so, like, dancers were screwed that, you know, that audition Yeah,
1: season.
0: well, so, I was gonna... that was... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, so, like... That, that revving yourself up or, like, looking to other people to kind of, you know, feel like you're missing out or comparing yourself to those other people, like, is a very toxic and dangerous thing to do. Take care of your mental health as well as your physical health. I think that's kind of what we're rooting to with this episode is that, like, your mental health is just as, as, as important as your physical health. And I know as dancers, we jump to our physical health first. first. Yeah. But understand well, if the mind is not right, the body will also not be right.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, unfortunately, I can't. I can't find this post because apparently their Instagram got hacked and they had to create a new one. Uh, um, but yeah. there's a, a woman I know, and she is a certified uh, certified personal trainer and has nutrition. But she's also like an actor and a dancer. And she had posted something probably about a week or two ago, um, I'm upset I didn't save it, where she basically was commenting on a program that is out there that a lot of dancers use to get fit. And it's like an online program. And I think sometimes they do like in-person classes. I'm honestly not sure. I've never done it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's based out of New York. I do know that. And she basically in her in her post was saying like, listen, if you... If that's like the type of workout you're into, it's very cardio based and like, that's great. But just as a reminder, she basically was saying like, again, we're not really, yes, the industry is going to come back. Obviously it's going to come back. Right. And like, there's going to be some amazing opportunities, but we're not really sure exactly what's going to, what it's going to look like yet. And to kill yourself with this crazy cardio every single day, or to, to make, to, to be told or made believe that like, unless you're doing these cardio workouts with this trainer, every single day you're ne- like you're never gonna book anything. You're gonna like look like shit when you walk into an audition room against everyone else. It's it's totally unfair because everyone's body works differently. And she basically was saying like everyone's going through a different experience in this. Everyone's body is different. You, you also like don't shouldn't constantly only be doing cardio. That's also like a whole separate thing. Again, but red she flag. basically like she was saying like basically what we're saying right. That we don't know exactly what the industry is going to look like, and and right now when people are trying to tell you like you need to be fit, you need to look like this when you get back in the audition room, you need to be sweating, burning six hundred calories every single day. Like that's not a thing, right? That's someone trying to build their business and make money. And listen, like props to them. And if it helps you, and that's like the type of workout you're into, then that's amazing. But don't don't be told that like that's the only thing or if you don't burn 600 calories in an hour, then like, you're never going to book work. It's be easy with yourself. It's just not true. Just like train how you need to train during all of this and, and what that means for you and be loving and easing with yourself. And like, if you want to post videos, post them, but make sure you're doing it for...
0: The right reasons. For the
1: right reasons, yes. Exactly. And I
0: have to mention this, like, Danielle's story brought this up, that I was trying not to, but it's just, it's, it fits too well in what we're talking about today, is that, like, again, taking care of your physical and mental health, and, like, there are acting studios that are charging, like, basically $200 for a 30-minute Zoom session, during this time and it's not they're not one-on-one they're not small groups they're typically like 10 plus people in the Zoom session and again kudos to those that need to make money i understand that kudos to those that feel like the need to work and to continue training their craft right now but i just like you've got to be mindful of Mm-hmm. The scams, you know, a lot like like those saying that you need to be burning X amount of calories right now as you do blah, blah, blah. Like, those are not, like, those should not be your immediate jump-tos. Mm-hmm. You know, that should not be the first place that you go to when you think about these, uh, when you think about just this time with yourself. You know? Um, it's okay if you're seeing other people post videos nonstop and you're not dancing. Mm-hmm. okay if you are posting videos you know every day and you see that other people aren't you know like I think the you have everyone should just be prepared to make room and space for what they need and what others need to yeah. and that's difficult for some um, and I would also ca- caution anyone from feeling like there's going to be one solid answer after you know when we return back to normal whatever normal will be Anyone that has been in, in any industry, let alone the entertainment industry, longer than a decade, can tell you the industry can change on the drop of a dime, and we have no control over uh, over what it will look like. Um, so there, so preparing for some—you can't prepare for the unknown—is what I, think, I would
1: say. I think that this is super important right now, and I'm glad we did this episode when we did because as, um. Living in a state in a city that's one of the last states to reopen, and especially as New York City is gearing up to you know enter phase one of four um probably within you know the next couple of days to a week, and as California has a couple of days ago decided they they can start reopening as well, mm-hmm. I think that um it's just important to really like take this time as we begin to slowly look to what is gonna happen in the industry and what are people planning and, and give it grace and space and guidance and there there's not gonna be one right answer and and what's exactly. what's gonna work what's gonna work in a month from now is gonna be different in three months, it's gonna be different in six months, it's gonna be different in a year and a year from now I mean I just feel like in a year from now it's it's gonna be
0: still it's still going to be different
1: it's going it to be, be different but it's from
0: state to state you know new york gonna and be, la are going to respond differently
1: right and i just think that take a deep breath see what happens go with the flow because it's literally going to change every day the industry is not going to disappear you're going to work again it's just different and it's just you know what but like we're going to we all have to be here to make it work together
0: absolutely well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week
1: and every week after that.
0: Episodes come out every Thursday that we are possibly able to make it happen.
1: Yes, you can find us on your favorite podcast app.
0: Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.
1: We are Point Pyt on all platforms.
0: I'm your co-host Tony Williams II,
1: and I'm your co-host Danielle Colangelo.
0: See you next week on Point Your Toes: The Adventures of a NYC Dance.